Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Without action, knowledge is often meaningless. As Aristotle put it, to be excellent, we cannot simply think or feel excellent. We must act excellently. Sean Agar. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today, I wanted to talk about how to be successful. Now, technically, that is the topic of today's podcast. Hang with me, but it's definitely going to dive deep into like a sidebar of what it actually means to be successful. So, I mean, I guess we'll start there. What exactly does it actually mean? to be successful to you. Think about it for a second. When you think about what it means to be successful in today's world, what do you picture? Even myself, like when I think, okay, what does it mean to be successful? Automatically, when you picture it, you might picture someone that has a lot of money. You might picture someone that has an amazing body, that travels the world on a private jet, has a bunch of accomplishments sitting under their belt, or is a CEO, a well-known lawyer, doctor, singer, someone that might have a large following, someone that might have a lot of really expensive of things. Like that is pretty much what in today's world or as a society's norm, we call success, right? We think like, wow, that person is so successful. Look at how much money they have. Look at how much following they have. Look at all these things that they have. It's funny because in the 1500s, the 1600s, 1700s, all the way up to the 1900s, being successful meant something totally different. It was all about like surviving and raising your kids into adulthood and just making it through a day. Prior to the industrial revolution, most people were peasants living hard lives and working hard labor in order to survive like let alone thrive. There was a lack of education for most people, nearly no social elevation at all. And most people were likely to make it through things like famines and wars. And that was a large, large, large amount of time that that was pretty much the definition of success was survival. And then recently in the last, you know, hundred years or so, things really started to change. As of recent, the definition or idea of success has changed from survival to thriving in the aspect of wealth and power. And a lot of the time, like for men, I would say, maybe not all the time, I don't want to generalize too much, but if we're talking just very generic terms, 
it's all about wealth, power, and sex for men or wealth, power, and being sexy for women. Not all the time. And I'm definitely generalizing there, but I think we can all agree that society-wise, that's pretty much the case. So let's say you have all of those things that we talked about, like not necessarily the whole wealth, but yeah, wealth and power and maybe sex or being sexy or social recognition or having luxurious things or rock hard abs and a hammock on the California hills. But you still find yourself feeling immensely unhappy and unfulfilled. Would you still consider yourself to be successful? I think that success might have a lot less to do with what we have and a lot more to do with how we feel. But I think that it's easy to kind of focus on success being a definition of what we have because it's external from us. So if it's something that external, then it's not really our responsibility. It's not really our fault. It's just luck of the draw, right? But when it's internal, when it's how we feel, then we kind of have to own the responsibility and take ownership of our level of happiness, aka our level of success. And that can be a hard thing to do because a lot of us don't want to admit that maybe it is up to us how happy we are. It is up to us how successful we are at the end of the day. But that is only the case depending on what your definition of success is. To me anyways, I like to think that the definition of success is happiness. And I was really lucky because growing up, that was something that I remember my dad always saying that, you know, you can have all the things in the world, but you have to be happy to be successful or to <laughs> the one specific quote, I think I've told you guys it before, but it's to chase your dreams, but live within your means. Meaning just like, just be content with where you are while you're also working towards where you're getting and don't ever take like no to, as an answer for your dreams. Just work towards them while also feeling content with where you're at. And so luckily, I felt like at an earlier age in life, I started to see success as something a little different than things you have. That said, I definitely feel like I've also felt that pull of like, you know, wanting to have nice things, wanting to drive a nice car, wanting to do all the most, travel the world and all of that stuff and thinking and watching people that are doing that and thinking like, wow, they're so successful because it is something that we all kind of fall into. Our brains see those images. We see those materialistic things. And we think, wow, they must be living the best lives. But I think we can all agree that there are so many people that have come out and said like, Hey, I have it all. And I'm not happy. Actually, all I can think about right now is just yesterday I was scrolling through Instagram. And if you guys follow Justin Bieber, he posted this like massive note to his Instagram that was all about just like his journey through his life becoming successful or becoming by like the terms of being like a famous superstar success, you know, and how it left him feeling really empty and it left him actually like becoming a worse person for a while before he started to actually work on now becoming a better person. So we all do know, we've had people say it, there's proof out there that what you have does not equal or equate to how happy you are. It's how you feel. So instead, maybe we shouldn't be asking what does success mean to us? Maybe we should be asking, what does happiness mean to us? I think we think that like once we're successful, we will be happy. That's something that we all fall into that mind trap too. I Again, I do this all the time. I think like, okay, once I get all my things done today, then I'll be able to relax and like enjoy my day or enjoy my night. Or, you know, once I get this massive project done, the rest of the year is going to feel amazing because I'll be just so happy. Or once I get my dream body, I'll be so happy and so confident in my skin or once I get this, once I get that, then I will be happy. That is pretty much the way that our brains tend to work most of the time. But in all reality, it's actually the other way around. Once we're happy, 
that's when we'll be successful in almost all the areas of our lives. I'm reading this book, which actually um, triggered this entire podcast episode. It's called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, which is the uh, quote that I actually started this whole podcast with. And that book is just like, it's blowing my mind in so many ways. But one thing in particular that he said in the chapter I actually read this morning was that Aristotle used this word called, I might mispronounce it, I'm going to forewarn it right now, but he used this word called eudaimonia, probably said that wrong, but it's E-U-D-A-I-M-O-N-I-A, which translates not directly to happiness, but to human flourishing. So blooming and, you know, growing and getting better and just coming up into the light. And I just, I love that because I feel like that does make sense. That makes so much sense when you think about happiness. It's human flourishing. It's not necessarily being bright, sunny, optimistic, yahoo, life never gets me down. It's all about flourishing through all of the ebbs and flows in life. The thing is, the definition of happiness is going to be subjective to all of us because what it actually means to be happy is different for all of us. It's not one size fits all. I know that for me, happiness is a, like a lot of things, a wide range of things I could probably ramble about. But off the top of my head, happiness is definitely sunshine. Anytime the sunshine is out, I notice I'm definitely happy. It's my morning cup of coffee. It's seeing the people around me happy, like Bentley or my friends and my family, or even just seeing like happy news online or seeing happy people online, like seeing people just like overcome something or you see this like really touching story in the news that is just like beautiful. That to me is, I definitely get that feeling of happiness. Happiness is being out in nature. It's seeing and feeling myself get better at something that I'm working on or happiness is falling into the flow, whether I'm dancing or I'm writing or I'm doing yoga. Like, you know, that feeling where you're just doing something you love and you kind of like, you almost forget yourself. You almost get so in tune with what you're doing that the concept of you being a different entity to what you're actually experiencing is just not a concept in your mind. Like you are what you are doing. And that to me, that flow, that state of like flow of life is definitely my highest state of happiness. And other times too, like happiness is just a glass of wine and a side of fries, or maybe even just like a home cooked meal after a long like day of work. The thing is, is that the way that we define happiness is going to be very different and very subjective to all of us because all of us have different fleeting moments of feeling happy. And those moments where we feel happy, we spot something new. We notice, hey, this is something that I define as happiness, aka this is a moment that I define as successful. The better we get at spotting those moments of happiness, the more things that we tend to define it by, the more we have the ability to feel it, meaning the more successful we'll be. So in a lot of ways, I feel like being happy or happiness in general, it's more of a verb than it is a noun. It's an action in which we do things through rather than a thing that we're actually trying to get itself, you know? Like if you think about it, running, like you don't get a run, you go running. So you don't get happy, you are happy, you be happy. You know, another quote from this book, which you guys are going to hear a lot of quotes from this book throughout this podcast, but another one from the book is the person that we have the greatest power to change is ourselves. And I love that quote because as much as we try and change so many external things, the thing that we have the most influence over at the end of the day is ourselves, which means that I know that anyone listening to this that might be dealing with mental health, first and foremost, that is a completely different ballpark. But I also know that someone as myself that has dealt with mental health and I've dealt with depression and I've dealt with anxiety, 
that the idea that I have the greatest influence over changing myself, it can be daunting, but it can also be very exciting. And anytime that I have ever kind of gone through those phases of my life, those chapters of my life where I was feeling really depressed or really dark or really down or even just sad or unhappy or unfulfilled, you name it. It was the idea or the moment that changed. Like It it was like a paradigm shift where it's like I went from feeling that way to knowing that I had the ability to change that I was feeling that way, that things really started to click and things started to fall into motion. It's basically just getting yourself on board. It's getting yourself over the idea of like, you know, taking responsibility for it. It doesn't mean that it's your fault. It doesn't mean that you are like a bad person because you're not feeling happy or like you have to change, you know, like it's not about necessarily needing to change who you are. It's more so about changing the way that you look at the world, the filter that you put everything through. And knowing that you have the biggest ability to change your own filter is exciting because it means that no matter how crappy you might feel or how unhappy you might feel, there's so much chance and ability to feel better. And it all rests all that power in your hands. And sometimes I think even just knowing that we can change and that we have the ability to and the excitement to brings the feeling of happiness itself. So I'm going to jump more into exactly how to kind of sharpen the happiness habit and all of that good stuff right after I take a really quick break from the sponsors that brought you guys today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Okay, so there's another quote from the book that I want to read to you. Like I said, there's going to be a few of them, but he's just so good. At, he, I just, yeah, he's just a king, you know, just read the book. It's amazing. But I will read a little piece of it for you right now. One of the quotes was, when our brains constantly scan for and focus on the positive, we profit from the three of the most important tools available to us, happiness, gratitude, and optimism. The role happiness plays should be obvious. The more you pick up on the positive things around you, the better you'll feel. And we've already seen the advantages to performance that this brings. The second mechanism at work here is gratitude, because the more opportunities for positivity that we see, the more grateful we become. Countless studies have shown that consistently grateful people are more energetic, emotionally intelligent, forgiving, and less likely to be depressed, anxious, or lonely. And it's not that people are more grateful because they are happier either. Gratitude has been proven to be significant because of positive outcomes. When a researcher picks random volunteers and trains them to be more grateful over a period of a few weeks, they become happier and more optimistic, feel more socially connected, enjoy better quality sleep, and even experience fewer headaches than control groups. So what does this mean? This means that happiness is a habit that we can all cultivate, meaning success is a habit that we can cultivate, and it's completely within our control. It means that the more you start to spot these moments where you're feeling happy or things that make you happier when you're just feeling that that verb, you know, when your, your action of the moment feels like it's being filtered through a sense of happiness, that means the more you start to define your own success and see your own success in your life. It also means that there's no genetic lottery that you missed out on or an opportunity that just didn't come your way because the work is completely in your hands and it's not about anything external. It's all about how you're feeling internally. Not only that, the more that we spot the happiness and we feel grateful for it, it doesn't just raise our own vibration and overall success for the day, but it also trickles into the lives and the moments of those around us. It's contagious. So when you think about the people around you, I know that there's definitely a whole other coffee talk podcast we could do on what it means to surround yourself with, you know, the type of energy that you want to be around. But I also think that at least for me anyways, there's definitely been times in my life where I've noticed that a lot of the people around me are maybe going through harder times. And when people are just going through it, you know, people that you know are good people, happy people, but they're just going through their things. It can be hard to sit back and then feel happy when you notice that the people around you maybe aren't feeling as happy. And that is not any by any means a reason to cut these people out of your life because they aren't feeding you that same sense of happiness. If anything, it just gives me from my own personal experience, it, it gives me like this greater sense of responsibility to make myself happy because I know that doing so will vibrate and like it's contagious. It will trickle into the lives of those that I spend time with and it will hopefully, you know, make the people around me feel better. Even if it's not about, you know, walking into a room of someone that's really upset being like, I am so happy today. It's more so about being happy with yourself. So knowing that you can actually show up and listen to the people that are going through harder times and be there for them and be a shoulder they can lean on and be someone that they can just, you know, unload to. And you can sit there and give them that little bit of optimism that they normally have, but are missing because they're going through They're just going through it, you know? There's a bit of a mind trick hurdle though, because the more that you believe in your ability to be happy and successful, the more likely it is that you actually will be. And that's the thing that I was kind of touching on earlier, the whole, I get it. Like I've gone through like the darkest hours of my life and the thought that like all I needed to do was just believe that I could be happy and I would be, I would have wanted to punch someone in the face if they freaking told me that. 
But at the same time, what I was doing wasn't helping me either. I just wanted to continue to sit and wallow because it was easier to do that than it was to believe that I could feel any different. So trust me, I'm not saying this in a sense that it's like easy. It's not easy. Believing that you are successful or that you are happy or that you can be, it's not an easy thing because it's a, it really is a mind trick especially if you're dealing with like just in general, the habits of our minds, the the pathways that we've dug into our brains of consistently thinking we aren't worthy of happiness. We are not successful. We do not have the things that it takes to be a joyful person or our lives suck or our circumstances suck, you name it. That is a habitual thought. If you've had those thoughts before or any of those thoughts that have stopped you like from feeling happy, those are habitual. You don't want to feel that way. You don't want to think that way. And neither does your brain by any means, but it's just, it's the path of least resistance. It's what it already knows. And so it is a bit of a mind trick, but it's also almost like a mind muscle. You got to work at it, right? And then the more you more you work at it, the more and more you stop defaulting to these belief systems that keep you feeling unhappy and unsuccessful. And the more and more you work on that muscle of actually being able to feel happy and feel ultimately success. Okay, so how exactly do we build our happy habit? First and foremost, definitely looking for the happy. We've talked about that a lot, but the more you look for the happy around you, the more you will feel it. One little trick that I've been trying to do this whole month of September, because I've kind of like declared it a self-love, September self-care, September, whatever you want to call it. But one thing that I've been really trying to do anytime I notice myself feeling some type of way, if I'm not just like in the best mood or if I'm noticing myself feeling a little frustrated or maybe a little irrational or impatient is I'll try and look around me exactly where I'm at and spot a few things that make me really happy, whether it's Bentley or just the fact that it's sunny outside or that it's September and that's like my favorite time of the year in terms of weather. I'll try and just notice even just like three things. And once you start, it can be really easy to keep going because it takes a few things before you start noticing another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And doing that is building that habit, especially building that habit when I'm feeling crappy because then that makes it so anytime I notice myself feeling crappy, it's going to be easier and easier for my mind to flip into, okay, look for the happy mode. And this isn't by any means to discredit the fact that I'm not feeling great. These are more so in those moments where I know that there's a lot that I could be grateful for and a lot that I could be happy for, but I'm letting a little bit of frustration or I'm trying to kind of like speed through my day, or I'm just trying to get something done. And that kind of like urgency is stopping me from taking a second to just breathe and like be, you know, and just chill out a little bit. The next little way to work on that happy habit is feeling gratitude. And this is something that I feel like we've talked a lot about before too, and you've probably heard it everywhere. Everyone says, you know, be grateful, be grateful. You're lucky you have it better than most. And it can be a little repetitive, I guess, if I'm allowed to say that. But at the same time, it's repetitive for a reason. Constantly feeling grateful for things in your life will make you more energetic, more emotionally intelligent, forgiving, push you further away from things like depression, anxiety, and loneliness. And that is because the moment that you feel grateful for something, you raise your vibration substantially, like tenfold. So you don't have to feel necessarily happy, but 
you can feel grateful. And trust me, that gratitude, that feeling of thankfulness will open up the floodgates of happy. And spotting gratitude, things you're grateful for, it doesn't need to be generic either. You can even just be simply grateful for your morning cup of coffee, like I said, or you can be grateful for another day that you just get to wake up and and be young and still have so many years ahead of you or to have so many years behind you even of just amazing memories and people and things that you've loved. Being grateful isn't boring and it doesn't need to be generic. It can be completely catered to you. It can be creative. It can be so many different things. I keep actually like a full just bullet journal spread in my bullet journal of things that I'm grateful for. And it was one thing that at one point I did have a habit where I was trying to write in it every day. It's not a habit of mine at the moment, but it's still something that I tune into at least once a week and write a few things down. Just like thankful for this, thankful for this memory, thankful for this opportunity to spend some time with my sister, thankful for this opportunity to, you know, spend a little time with myself even, and just writing a few things down, even just once a week that you're grateful for will automatically or overall raise that level of happiness that you feel in your life. And then also to staying optimistic. Now, this is one that I feel like it isn't about seeing your glass half full, okay? Because I I do really want to get that out there. I think that one thing that I definitely struggle with, and I talk about it a lot with my therapist, is that I try and always see the glass half full. And it kind of discredits my my feelings sometimes when the glass just isn't half full, you know? And, And putting all this pressure on myself to constantly see it half full when I'm feeling like it isn't, isn't the way to be optimistic. Being optimistic to me is about keeping your mind open. It's not about, you know, painting everything in a pretty light. It's about keeping yourself open that even though things suck, you're allowed to admit that things suck. You're still open to see how it's going to turn out. You're still open to the ideas and the opportunities around you all the time that will lead you to being more productive or more effective and thus more successful in your personal life or in work, which will then again, you know, raise that whole vibration. It's not about everything is great and dandy and I'm just going to pretend or fake it till I make it. It's about everything is the way that it is and I accept it for what it is while staying open to what it could be. That to me is optimism. The next way to build your happy habit is to fail and fail often, like fail a lot, fail all the time and be open to your failures and thankful for your failures. And that probably sounds super weird. And trust me, there's a lot of failures that I still think about and cringe to date. But when you fail, especially earlier on in life and you fail a lot and you fail often, you are working that muscle of moving through it. When you think about it, like you don't get a nice toned body by not going to the gym and not challenging your body, right? You get a fit body by breaking down your muscles and rebuilding them over and over and over again. And I I mean, to me, happiness, it doesn't seem any different. You don't get happy by sitting around and doing nothing. You don't get happy by not challenging yourself and just you know, tucking yourself away from the world on a beach somewhere where nobody can touch you and no challenges or adversities can ever get to you. To me, I think that you build that muscle of happiness in a lot of ways by challenging it. So when you put it to the test and you fail, or you put yourself through an emotion you've been maybe holding back from, or an obstacle in your life that you've been procrastinating, that isn't about taking your happiness away. It's about challenging your happiness. It's about challenging your ability to basically work on it and persevere through it. And just like Aristotle said, 
flourish through it, if you will. You have to put your happiness to the test so that it can actually get stronger. And then another habit or another way to build this happiness habit, I'm so sorry, guys. I know I sound like a broken record, but meditate. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Like I can't say it enough. And I know that I'm sorry. I'm almost I'm like, I feel like I'm always preaching it. And you probably already are meditating. And if you are, please just never stop doing it. None of us should ever stop meditating. It helps us grow our prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain that is most responsible for feeling happy. Like literally, meditation is another doorway to feeling more happiness. It's just, I, I get it. Like, I, do you ever just procrastinate something you know you should do and you know is going to make you feel better, but you just don't feel like it? And then when you finally get around to sitting down and doing it afterwards, you're like, why the hell did I procrastinate this? I feel so much better. That is meditation to me. Like, I feel like every time I'm like, okay, it's time to meditate. It's time to meditate. Kalen, put your phone down. Kalen, stop procrastinating. Stop making a smoothie. Stop, like, just stop putting it off and just sit down for 10 minutes and don't do anything. Every time I'm always like, no, 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 I have things to do. I have things to do. But then every time I finally sit my butt down and actually meditate, I'm like, holy crap, I feel amazing. Like I feel so much better. Why did I procrastinate this? Again, meditation is like another mind trick. It's just the more and more you resist it, the more, like, it's almost like the better it is for you, the more you resist it is, I guess, what I'm trying to say here. Here's the thing is that knowledge without action, it's, it's meaningless. If we, we already, you, okay, you already know probably all the things that I've told you today, at least most of them. I mean, I, I felt the same way when I was reading the happiness advantage, like aside from like the studies and the quotes and stuff, a lot of what he was saying, it already kind of made sense to me. I just needed someone to shine the light on it. But unless I actually take that knowledge that I learned from this book and put it into action, I'm not going to actually be able to do anything with it. It's meaningless. Reading that book would have just been nothing because without using that knowledge and taking it and putting it to action, I lose the power. Just like I'm quoting Aristotle again, but just like Aristotle said, if you want to feel excellent, you have to act excellently. So In conclusion, I'm going to leave you guys with one last quote from the book, and I promise it's the last one. Here's what I feel like wraps everything up with a pretty little bow, and it's another quote by Sean Acor. When we are happy, when our mindset and mood are positive, we are smarter, more motivated, and thus more successful. Happiness is the center and success revolves around it. Success is not the center, guys. Like it's crazy because I get it. I feel that I feel it every day. I'm always just like, okay, I just need to do this, 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 and this, and then I'll be happy. I just need to find success in all of these things that I have to do today, and then I'll be able to chill out and relax. But it's actually the other way around. It's once I chill out and relax and feel happy that I will get those things done more effectively, that I'll get those things done you know, with more motivation and with just higher levels of success because I'm doing it from a space of of happiness. And so that's pretty much the takeaway that I got from this book. I highly, highly recommend you guys give it a chance. I'm, I'm not even fully done reading it. I'm like three quarters of the way through, but it is an amazing book. And I just really, it's like, it's a bright light, you know, it feels good to read something that isn't so, you know, this is the way the world is and just accept it. Instead, it's, this is the way the world can be. And it's ultimately up to us whether or not we choose to look at it that way. And that is the power, to me anyways, of 
being successful or I guess in a lot of ways being happy. So there you guys have it. That is my Coffee Talk podcast today. Let me know what you guys think. Feel free to tweet your thoughts or Instagram them to me or put it in the comment section of wherever you guys are listening to today's podcast. I always try and scope around and and spot what you guys think and I love hearing your thoughts on all the things we end up discussing. Aside from that, I will talk to all of you guys next week and I am wishing you guys all the most happy, successful week ahead of you ever, at least for September. Well, you know what? Maybe not because there's still a few more weeks, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.